Hey guys, Crew Neil here again. And as you can see, uh oh, I'm missing someone, right? So apparently we're just taking turns. No, we're not taking turns. Welcome to another episode of Muay Thai Save Me. My name is Crew Neil, and actually, my co-host Edwin Lopez is actually sitting on the other side of the table today. Evan Lopez, welcome to our podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling amazing, brother. Uh, it's a little it. cold, but you know, overall, I'm <laughs> feeling good, man. Do I have to call you Nipsey Hustle? Uh, you know? I don't know. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've been we've been interviewing a lot of great guests, a lot of uh, great people sharing their story, and you know, we discussed. We thought it'd be a really cool. Uh, experience for you to kind of share your story because a lot of people don't really know about you, right? They know you as my business partner. Uh, you're always in the back end. And just recently, people have been able to kind of start chatting with you right. and and realize like, oh man, you, you know, everyone's cool. Like everyone, you know, Crew Ramon, like, right? Everyone's like starting to kind of like get to know you a little bit more. And I thought this would be a great way for people to kind of hear your story. And, um, and this podcast obviously is How Muay Thai Saved Me. How did you discover Muay Thai? I think I was uh, 23 years old, 24 years old around there. And um, I lived down the street from the Lanark location. Mm -hmm. And I also remember the other location that was more towards like living spaces, the mm -hmm. original yeah. one. Yeah. And uh, I was always intrigued, but I was very intimidated by it. So, I, you know, I just remember seeing the gym. I think I had gone in there once or twice. And... Uh, I just wanted to do it, but I was very, I was very afraid, you know, of, of what, doing it. What, what were you afraid of? What was going on in your head I in those moments where you kept coming like once, twice, you came back? I just thought people beat the shit out of me, you know okay. what I mean? And uh, I just, I don't know. I had never, I just thought, you know, people are professionals and I just, I don't know. I was intimidated, I guess okay. you could say. Just like, you know, most people, they walk into these yeah. gyms, you know, they've never done it before. But um, it came a point in my life where it was just... I was just a crazy man in my 20s, you know what I mean? I had bad habits, drug problems, drinking, partying, chasing women and all that. And I just got sick and tired of it. And I knew that I needed some type of discipline in my life. And so one day I just I just took the initiative to say, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I remember... Um, I remember like it was yesterday, my first day of mm. really walking in there and just pulling the trigger and, yeah. and taking my first class. Can you describe your experience? Like what was, so paint a picture for us. What, what was it like your first day you walk into MTK? Ah, uh, well, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely old school. It was definitely posters everywhere. It was uh, just very grungy, not in a dirty way, but in an old traditional way. Um, and, uh, I remember being nervous. I remember uh, your mom um, not saying much, but like just taking my picture. I remember that old Thai boxing video yeah. that you, you guys made <laughs> us watch for yes. some reason. And it was like the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> and like I sat there and I remember like just being like, what am I watching? It was like a driver's ed Thai thing that I had to watch, I guess, for the tradition of it, you know? And I remember that. And shout out to anybody who got the experience that because mm. that shit's funny. It's classic. <laughs> um, and I just remember I had a bandana on. I remember I had uh, some, like, basketball shorts. And I remember jump roping and just being nervous and just being by myself in a corner. And at that time, it wasn't, like, the way it is now, you know what I mean? Most people didn't talk to me, but... 
I just remember feeling good. Like, finally, mm. I did it. You mm. know what I mean? Like, when you push yourself and you push that limit. So, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. How did you feel after your first class where we said, all right, you're done? Like, how did you feel? Uh, it was, it was, I felt accomplished. I felt accomplished. I felt... Uh, like, wow, I did it. I was obviously exhausted mm. just for the simple fact that I had changed certain habits in my mm. life. But, you know, the, the, uh, my, my, my inner body wasn't used to, you know, toxins mm. and everything. Mm. So, you know, but overall I felt amazing. I felt like, wow, I, I did it. Nice. Did yeah. you come back the next day to train? Um, I don't remember if I came back the next day, but I do know that I got very addicted to it. Yeah. And I, Remember, as you can remember, I would have spent hours there because yeah. I wanted to escape my my regular life and all that. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I remember it was just, uh, it was crazy, man. Yeah, because so. for those of you that don't know, I mean, Ed, yeah, that's why I can't really remember how many days a week you started out. But at one point, I remember you were literally just there every day. I think you only, you were there six days a week, rain, sleet, or snow. You would train many hours there. Um, and then... You and I became really close. Um, I remember we were just kind of talking while you were wrapping the hands. And I, I remember thinking to myself, man, this guy's super cool. And I remember you saying the same, man, you're really cool. We should hang out sometime. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And you were literally live right down the street from us, literally yeah. down the street. Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. So, I mean, yeah, I was cool, you know, so. But the reason I really was like, oh, man, this cat's really good looking. If I hang, we hang out, we're going to pull the girls, you know what I mean? And like, that was, you know, our, our thing in the beginning because, uh, you know, you're a good looking dude, you know what I mean? We we're young and everything, but I was like, make the homie my homie, you know what I mean? But it was cool, man. But we had a blast, man. I remember yeah. we, would, we were going, a lot of people don't know this, but we would club it. Three to four times a week, every yeah. week for a couple of years, I think yeah. we did that. And Absolutely. we would, and, and what was crazy was that you would drive an hour away to Covina, was mm -hmm. it Covina? Covina? And then come time. back, pick me up because I, I, I used to like to drink and mm -hmm. get wasted and like you didn't. And so it was, it was, it was and then crazy. we drive to Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. We would drive to Hollywood, come back. And it was, it was just crazy, you know what I mean? Times. But I think that's where our relationship, you yeah. know, started off, you know, yeah. aside from Muay Thai. I think outside of the gym, you know, we built a, a, a great, great relationship. Absolutely. And um, one thing I wanted to share, too, if you don't mind, I remember, like, during our clubbing phase, and, you know, we both kind of slowly started kind of getting tired of it. I remember we got, we started kind of, we've been doing it for so long, doing it so often, right? I remember um, you had told me a story, and... Uh, you used to work at a junkyard, if I'm not mistaken, right? A junkyard. Yeah. Right? I worked at a, at a junkyard called Memory Lane. Um, I remember that I used to have a good job with the city. Um, and I, I had left that place. And um, I remember I got, um, I got called in at my job. And then they drug test me at that time. And they were like, oh, you know, I failed that drug test. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, I, you know, I had it all figured out and everything. And I remember being like going back to that job and just being like, man, like, I can't believe I'm going backwards. I lost my job. Mm -hmm. Fine. I'm going to just work here forever. And uh, yeah, I just stayed there. It was a great job. You know what I mean? I'm still friends with the owner and all that. But it was just a time in my life where I was just like, yeah, this mm. is going to be, this is going to be my life. Yeah. And I think you had mentioned something like it was one day, this was back before it wasn't even a big thing, but, um, 
you you said something about you saw this mobile detailer. Can you can you tell me about that day? Because that was the life changing day for you, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So I've always been a hustler. You know what I mean. You have. Um, forever, I think I've always been very creative how to make money and things like that. Unfortunately, some routes that I've taken haven't been the best of how to make money. If you can, you know, use your imagination. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a moment where I had this long term, you know, childhood friend. His name is Carlos Medrano. And uh, we're still friends. You know, he's become an entrepreneur, successful as well. But he came in to visit me. Uh, it was like my lunch break. And he just wanted to see how I was doing. And he came in. He drove in in a Bentley. And um, I remember being very intrigued and being like, wow, like, man, you drive a Bentley? Like, at, at that moment, it was like we grew up in the hood. We grew mm-hmm. up in the same. We partied and everything. But there was a very diff- diff- difference in our life by the decisions we had made. I was working at a junkyard. He was driving a Bentley, very well dressed. And I remember in the distance, he was started to get his car washed. And I asked him and I was like, oh, you know, like, what are they doing? He's like, oh, it's a mobile detailers. I actually own the business and I'm having them um, washing my car, detailing why I'm here. And I, you know, came to spend some time. And that's where it, you know, the switch happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, shit, I can do that. You know? And mm-hmm. at that time I had my, my, my good friend who I told him like, man, we should do something like get out of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause shit, we're not going anywhere here. And you know, our future doesn't look too bright. And we decided, you know what? Let's, let's do it in the next 10 months. Let's save up money. Let's mm-hmm. sell things. Let's do certain things so we can go ahead and save up money to be able to start. And that's kind of like what got the ball rolling in my head. Yeah. But prior to that, when we, when I was talking to Carlos, I remember he said, you know what? Like, he's like, man, you got to just, and I asked him questions, you know, I don't mm. remember the specific questions, but I'm sure one of them was like, how can I do that? How, mm. what is it that you did different? And he actually shared a book, which was Think and Grow Rich mm. by Napoleon Hill. And I remember him giving me that book and me reading it. And it just completely, I completely got obsessed mm. about, about like changing my mindset and understanding it. I said, I'm going to do everything and anything that this cat tells me and I'm just going to go gun hole and I'm, I, I'm going to figure it out, you mm. know, and that's kind of like where it all kind of started and you know what I mean? Started changing nice. my mindset. Nice. And do you feel like Muay Thai helped kind of prepare you for that type of switch that was about to occur in your life? Definitely because, um, just being under the influence of things, you know, your mind is foggy and, mm. You know, the decisions that you make on a weekend basis and de- let alone a daily basis, um, it helped me to be more disciplined because I think in business, I know in business, mm-hmm. you def- one of the, you know, ingredients that you need is discipline, you yeah. know, and consistency. Yeah. And if you don't have those two formulas along with other things in your life, you ain't going anywhere. You ain't going to do shit. You know what I mean? And, uh, and yeah, it definitely allowed me to at least understand like, hey, these are the things that I need to do on a daily mm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, it, it's crazy how everyone that we've had on this show that shares their story, Muay Thai has made a huge impact in their life that's helped them. And I love your story because it took it from training into changing your life forever, right? In a good way. It kind of prepared you mentally and physically, um, you know, to just make the changes that you needed to make in your life. And man, I'm so proud of you, buddy. Thank you, man. Um, Thank you've, you. Yeah. You've, I remember the day you told me you were going to be doing what you're doing and, um, you told me all your dreams and goals and you've made it, a, you've made it happen. And then some, Thank you know, you. I appreciate that, man. It's definitely, it was definitely, uh, it's definitely been quite the journey, you know, but, yeah. um, Muay Thai has always been in my heart. I just, 
I mean, she, we've spent, we would go to the fights. Your mom would promote the fights. She was the actual promoter. We would build the stage. Uh, We would break down the stage. We would be, we would corner the the people. I would assist you to corner the fighters. We would travel. We would, I remember we even spent New Year's in the gym and we had a party or Christmas. We would do all those things together as a, as a Mm -hmm. family, as a, you know, like what we have now in this community. And um, it was something that just, always stuck to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's always been a part of me and i think that's why we're like what we've created and the collaboration we've had has mm-hmm. been so successful because um i think that if i didn't have that history with mtk i don't think me and you would have worked out yeah you know what i mean yeah. because i just proud of this place from where we've come to mm-hmm. where we're at and i just think it's been huge yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And for a lot of people I don't know, like you even, not many people saw me actively compete and you did, you were there. And a lot of people don't know you've even cornered some of my fights yeah. as well. Um, you want to share what that was like? Like, not only am I your friend, but I'm also your te- your Muay Thai teacher and you're in the ring helping me like as my opponent is trying to kill me on the other side. Like, how did that feel um, being in that position? Well, I mean, we have fighters now, so, you know, that love that you have for your family and your gym and your community, it hurts when even even as the fight's going on, when somebody's getting gets a good hit on you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, it, it's like, I don't know, it's like having your significant other scene being hurt. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. see all these fighters when you, like, the camera focuses on their spouses and stuff yeah. like that, and you see the emotion. I, under, yeah. I know what that feeling is like because... You know, nobody wants to see their friends, family, or loved ones yeah. being hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? But when it's even in a controlled environment and you know that, like, hey, you can't step in or anything yeah. like that, it was tough, man. Yeah. It was tough just for the simple fact that when you're there in that corner and you're hearing, like, the smacks and you're hearing, like, the hits and everything, mm-hmm. it's hard, but it's exciting. And especially when you win, like, mm-hmm. you feel like you're winning with that person, even though that person is the one who's in there taking the risk. Yeah. like. I felt like I was in there with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. In both ways, you know, the yeah. wins and the loss. It yeah. was like in both, you were, it was, it's, it's a feeling that like, it's just amazing because, you know, like that's your person. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. cool, man. It was, it was that's a roller cool. coaster, definitely. You that's know? cool. Yeah. yeah. Not many people can say that. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. Um, now moving forward, you're, you're a very successful business person now. Um, how does Muay Thai play a, a part in your life now? Do you still like to train? Do you still enjoy the workouts like you used to back in the day? Um, with going back to that comment that you said, I'm a very successful, I would like to think of myself as a very successful risk taker. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because um, I haven't given up. So as long as you don't give up, you're good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it doesn't matter where you're at financially or where the businesses are at. As long as you don't quit, you're always winning, you mm-hmm. know? So I want people to know that, hey, I have as many problems. They're probably just bigger problems than anybody else, but I have problems, whether it's financial, whether it's whatever it might be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just want to share that with people because sometimes people see it from the outside and say, wow, you're very lucky. But no, we have, I mean, you. we know the problems that yeah. we have and we go through on a, sing- on a daily basis. But um, you know what's crazy? Right before me and you became partners, I was living in Granada Hills and I remember walking down the street and I don't know if I... If, I think I reached out to you on a DM or something like that. I also reached out to Crew Rex. I know he wasn't with you guys anymore. And I was like, it'd be amazing to have a Muay Thai gym in, like, Granada Hills, you know? And I remember, like, looking at storefronts and everything. But my biggest 
problem was like, okay, who would teach this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I would fund it, but who would teach it? And uh, it's always been amazing just for the simple fact that I've always known that like it changes people's lives. Mm-hmm. The discipline, the community, the sport itself, it just makes an impact. So I've always been very uh, intrigued in just the not only the 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 uh the fighting and the the discipline of the, of the training but like the business aspect of it and and i always knew like there wasn't anything like kind of like what we've created out there right now and the vision that we have and i just told myself like man it would be amazing so that spark started years before me and you became partners it just kind of died out because i didn't have the resources of somebody to be mm-hmm. able to to do the classes and be a real trainer mm-hmm. because i myself was nobody as far as like I always thought that like people should be somewhat active fighters, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or have fought in the past yeah. to at least teach a class, you know what I mean. And I was not that person. I just knew that I had the vision as far as a business mm-hmm. individual to be able to at least start something. But you know, I kind of died out because I just couldn't find anybody. Okay, um, but you're like that boxer who gets interviewed and asked a question. You don't answer that question. You answer. <laughs> but that was great content, though, buddy. <laughs> But um, does Muay Thai still play a role in your life right now? Every single day, man. Um, just for the simple fact that um, it's just discipline, man. You know what I mean? This sport is discipline. This yeah. sport, like even when I take these classes or I do a private or anything like that, it's like you you have to have a coach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no there's like I've always told you like Muay Thai and the training and business. It's it's kind of similar, and yeah. I think whenever you have an issue where you don't understand something, what do I do? I always I always uh, bring it back to like Muay Thai and the way you train your trainers or the way you train the fighters or your students and stuff like that. And it always clicks in your head and you're just like, shit, I get it now. You know what I mean? So every day, it's the same thing, man. Mm -hmm. But I love it because it's something that's been passionate for me from the day, from the get go. And Mm -hmm. now I have the opportunity to involve business Mm -hmm. along with something that I loved in the past. Yeah. Two two loves of your life, right? Putting it together. You can't go wrong with that. Nope. I love that. Um, So I wanted to... You know, we always ask um, our interviewee, like, what are some tips, you know, and for anyone out there right now that might be in a weird funk that would like to make a better change, maybe financially, right? Maybe change into a different field. um, What are some tips you can share with these people that might be stuck in a rut too? And um, they kind of just don't know what to do. Um, Do you have any tips for anyone? Uh, Well, I'm definitely different from like most individuals i mean i'm very raw and it's like you got to stop making fucking bullshit excuses in a sense that like you can't complain about one thing and 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 then make an excuse for another you know what i mean Mm. you can't be like hey i'm financially struggling and you don't want to work you know what i mean you can't be like hey well um you know like i don't it's like it's like telling somebody like it's like me telling you like hey brother i want to lose weight but I don't want to give up McDonald's or I don't want to give up drive throughs It's mm. the same thing. You know what I mean? Like there is no, there's no magic pill to this. Like yeah. you have to work your ass off. Yeah. Does it have to be like that forever? I don't think so. I mean, I think the, the work ethic changes in a sense of like how you work. Mm-hmm. I think that's changed for me now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. I don't teach none of the classes yeah. here. I'm not in the front, but the work that I put into this place and my contribution mm-hmm. to the success of the company is more of like, what I learned in the back end and how I implemented to help mm-hmm. you guys to grow and, yeah. you know what I mean, be better at what you guys do and you guys are professional at. Yeah. So you got to work your ass off, man. Yeah. Like you have to work. Mm-hmm. Like 
you have to take in whatever you can when the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. Like, worst thing you can tell somebody is, like, when I hear from people is, oh, well, I'm struggling in this, but I want to have this off. Or I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. Or whine or complain mm-hmm. about, like, that shit, like, blows my mind. Yeah. Because even in when I started and I was young and, like, I did my things, there was nothing I didn't turn down. Mm-hmm. I would do anything and everything. It didn't matter how much money I made or if I even made any money because mm-hmm. my vision for what I wanted was bigger than my problems, if that makes yeah, sense. And yeah. so and back that. then I didn't have I didn't have children where I had to take care of. I didn't have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So, like, what I see now is that, you know, um, I don't know, like, that. you don't have that pressure. So, like... You 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 have an excuse to like lean back. I, mm. I've never been that person. So you gotta you gotta work hard, man. Yeah. You that's the beginning of anything. You gotta work hard and you gotta get some kind of income. Doesn't you can't complain about it because mm. everything else is hard to follow. Mm-hmm. What would you do? You have any advice on that? Because I know sometimes you hear it from people like, um, you know, oh, I'm financial. I'm financially struggling. I'm, I'm hurting for money. Um, what are what do you have any tips for them like what what could they what could they do what could they think of that would help get the ball rolling just to be a little bit more specific than what you said you know like you're like you know they're struggling for money but they want days off they want this they want like what are some things they can implement right now that's not complex that they can just do it what, just get a regular job get a regular job you know what i mean yeah. or like if you're passionate about one thing let's say for example for me like i love auto detailing and so i would work every single day <clears throat> from 6 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, every single day I would work and I would never turn anything down. See, and that's incredible because I know detailers, different detailers, and they always will take one or two days off. They'll. So how long did you do that for, for? I think I did it for like eight years or something, wow. nonstop. I mean, wow. vacation and all that has just recently been in the last two years okay. where I actually take time off. But like, if you know me, even when we started this gym, like you would be close and you didn't have the discipline at that time, I would be here mm-hmm. and I would just vision and I would sketch and I would mm-hmm. think of what the gym would look like and I would hear what you wanted. Mm-hmm. But my hunger has always been pat- like, it's, it's just yeah. insane. You know, I'm, I get obsessed. So I, whatever your profession is or whatever you're good at, if you like one thing, you do that. But mm-hmm. if you need more, you do that as well. And you, mm-hmm. you just don't take time. Off. I don't know. You just can't take time off. I love that, that shit is mind blowing to me when people want time off. Honestly, like I just, yeah. I just don't understand. It's very hard. I mean, I get it. I, for some people, it might be a balance for me. I love, I'm obsessed not so much with the physical part of it, but with the what you manifest out of working hard and mm-hmm. growing. So it's not just being a physical worker, but it, yeah, you need that, right? Because you got to feed your family or your friends or pay mm-hmm. your bills or whatever you got. Mm-hmm. But the knowledge that you that you consume while you're waiting, while you're being patient, because it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, A lot of people th- expect this, like, success right away, right? But they forget. You got to put the time in. You really do. And you, like, some of you have always taught me, be patiently persistent, right? Yeah. Put the grind in every day. Um, set your set your sights on the goal and just don't stop till you get there. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That. It's uh, You'll see it in people's 90 days. Uh, you always see people who are... Who are true to it, who BS. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know, man. I just think it's just nuts to me that just talk is cheap. You got, yeah. you got to put in the work. You got to, you got to not only like the physical work, but mental, you know what I mean? I and that. everything and the knowledge that we consume and the, the podcast of what we listen to and our associations and yeah. everything of what we do. It's, it's just all ties in together. But at the end of the day, listen, an hour working anywhere will give you funds. 
mm-hmm. to eat, to pay your bills and everything as you're growing and trying to pursue mm-hmm. your dreams. I love that. Now, going back to associations, would you agree like a community like what we have here at MTK, do you feel like that is also a big, it helps with the impact that it helps other people rise to their goals a little quicker because of our community? Would you, what would you, what do you think about that? Absolutely. I mean, my associations. So when I started business, the first thing that I would, from the books that I read, the seminars that I would attend and the mentors that I had was and you will hear it to this day is associations. They'll mm. say like, who are your, show me your, uh, your five closest friends. I'll show you your world or your income or whatever mm. it might be. Mm-hmm. And that's completely true. You know what I mean? So if you look at people here and the people who have came into this podcast and you hear the stories of the friendship that the friendships they have built here, mm-hmm. they will tell you like their lives have changed. They yeah. hang out. Yeah. They, they do stuff, you know, outside of the gym, mm-hmm. parties, family, stuff like that. And that association that you build you kind of become it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's just, it's important to be in a community and in a community that has a positive mindset mm-hmm. in whatever it is that you want to do and succeed in. So yeah, of course, if you want to be a fighter or you want to be in shape or you want a better mindset or whatever it might be and this community has it, you just got to hang around with it and not quit and stop coming, you know, I you can't it. do that. Hey, it brought us together, right? We've been friends for so long. Yeah. And look at it, we're business partners now. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You know, and it's like now our 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 uh, partnership, because it's not only obviously it's still Muay Thai, but it's also business and mm-hmm. the other, you know, things that we have in the future that we want to do. Yes. It it it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah, I love it. Man. But Thank you so much for visiting us today and just hanging out with me and just doing this interview. Um, but, you know, we always get flooded with a lot of emails with people wanting to ask just random questions with the interviewer. So I'm going to pick the top question that right. we received. Okay. Are you ready for this? Let's go. Okay. Um, will you ever shave that beard? Um, so... Kim doesn't want me to shave it. I told her, like, there's a chiselness in this jaw here. Oh, man. She's afraid, you know? But I told her, like, <laughs> this is all chiseled under here. Like, you don't know, like, you know? But um, as of right now, no, because it just okay. it makes me look extra manly, you know? Okay. I so, agree. I agree. Yeah. It's very manly. Yeah. Thank you. Now, the second question is, how do you keep that beard looking so nice? Okay, so... You want to share some yeah, tips? Yeah, I double moisturize. Okay? Double, is that the secret? Yeah, double, double moisturize. Okay. Um, you know, baby goat tears is one of them. You know? Baby goat. Where do, yeah. Where can you find it? Can you find it on Target? Uh, no, at Target? Am- Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm but, taking notes. <laughs> no, but honestly, more than anything, just, uh, you know, I just take care of it. Uh, you know, I, I'm proud to have a beer. You know, many people I apparently can't get a beer. I can't. But, you know, um, it's my thing, you know. Okay. It's my signature. All right. I love it. I love it. Edwin, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and, you know, just sharing your story. I know your your story will definitely, you know, touch some people's hearts as well. So thank you again, man. And uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us and just tuning in to another episode of Muay Thai Save Me. Stay tuned next week, guys, Tuesday. You don't want to miss that episode. Guarantee it.